Because the White Claw going to get you. <laughs> Good vibe. a bad idea if I never, never went home again. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to NAR Talk Season 3, Episode Uno. Number one. That's Spanish for one. Oh. I'm your host, Corey. French for one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Corey, and with me, as always, is the beautiful and talented Lori. <laughs> and then uh and we got we got the world traveling, the jet setting, the the god damn it, I had a whole list of cool shit you was doing. Tripper. The Royal Enfield. The Royal Enfield riding. riding. Yeah. The 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 Water Engineering. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the rhinestone wearing. The you need more Bangalore banging. Oh Ooh. yeah. What else? Come on. I told my friend, uh, being that we were Bang Brothers, because yes. he's also been to Bangalore. <laughs> and he his, appreciated that. Yeah, his fiance didn't appreciate it. <laughs> Sounds cute. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, for all you Nartok fans who have been sleeping through the summer, um, Tripper has been hanging out in India for the last two weeks. Yeah. Man, that was wild. I got to go to Bangalore, India for work. So basically, all-inclusive I was working the whole time, but uh, got it all paid for the whole trip. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, How long was the flight? The, Two days. Well, sort of. Yeah. So like I leave, you lose a day. You leave on, right, going east, you lose, lose a day. Yeah. So I left on Friday afternoon from Washington, D.C., and I got there at like 3 a.m. Sunday morning. Time to go to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we went to work Monday morning. So when did you rent a motorcycle? So the, the weekend in between, I was there for two weeks mm -hmm. and the weekend that I had just, just to do whatever I felt like I, uh, I hooked up with some coworkers. They all ride, uh, rural infield, yeah. which is originally a British bike, right. but they've been building bikes in India for like decades. Yeah. And apparently they were going under, like the company was tanking and they came out with this bike, this model called the 350 Classic. And it just looks like an old as hell motorcycle. It's a single cylinder 350 and it's awesome. Kickstart. I mean, they have electric what? start also, but they all have kickstart <laughs> on them. Yes. And like, it's just so simple and so fun to ride. And so my coworkers each had that bike. So I rented the same bike. Nice. So we'd all How much was it to rent it? I had it for two and a half days, and it was thirty bucks. Sick. It's not US. bad. Yeah. How much was is that, the like gas? Four million rupees or some shit. It's seventy to one, basically. Yeah. How much is the gas? Gas is expensive. Gas yeah. is like seven dollars a gallon. Yeah. Dang. That's where you get you get to pay for it. Do you have to get like insurance? Mm -mm. Do they have insurance? There ain't laws over there. Uh, they, they have laws they, in India. Their laws about cars and driving and everything is real loose so you didn't have to prove that you could drive 
Oh yeah, you did. Okay. So I had to uh, on on their website. I had to upload like a passport photo and then also my driver's license photo showing my motorcycle endorsement. Endorsement, right? So they knew I was legit. So when you walked in there and you were obviously oh, there's no walking in. It was all in the parking lot of a hotel. <laughs> so they bring it to you. Nope. You just found you, one. You go it. over there, and there's some dude hanging out in the back of a parking lot. And um, and he he comes out and he's like, the white guy's here. Uh-huh. Uh, and he just says like, hey, you know, are you uh, Mr. Christie? Like, yeah, that's me. And so he. He took he like took photos of my license again, mm-hmm. uh, and then gave me the keys. It was just like that. Just that. Hell yeah! It was so simple and easy, and uh, and then driving, and then driving. So here's the fun thing that happened is, I because of my schedule, I had to pick up the bike on Friday so that I could ride it on Sunday, and it was already dark yeah. on Friday, and it. The rental place wasn't too far from my hotel, but uh, the way the roads work there, you got to like go around your ass to get to your elbow. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was just wild as hell. Like, like Corey said that you were talking about it, that there was like, you know, half a billion people in this city and like seven stoplights. Oh, yeah. So there's no traffic lights like where I was driving. Right. Uh, not Not that night. So it's just like left side of the road driving. You got to. Like, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You got to navigate. And the way that the whole system is set up is based on U-turns. Oh. And so. It's like Jersey. Like you got to you gotta no go down turns. like this one lane, you know, this one road. And that's fine. You're going down it. And then it's like you hit a T and you have to turn left. They have barricades forcing you to turn left. But I need to go right. <laughs> so. The deal is, you just go until there's a break in a barrier mm-hmm. uh, that, you can that was at the again. next big intersection, and then you make a U-turn. And then I'm going back the way I, I needed to go in the first place, and I had to go past my hotel, uh-huh. make another U-turn, <laughs> and, come and come back to my hotel. Yes. Which was fine, and it would have been a little bit easier, but I forgot to turn on my headlight. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I was... <laughs> Riding dark in Bangalore. Yeah. And there's no, they don't have street lights. Right. And so it's just dark as hell. And I'm like, man, this headlight sucks. Because <laughs> I had my cluster on. I had my instrument cluster on. I, I didn't click it the one more uh, click. Two clicks. And uh, so eventually I realized I clicked it over and it was like, boom. Like, oh, that's so much better. Let's <laughs> see where I'm going now. So did you see monkeys? Yeah. Hell yeah. See, I saw monkeys. I, I saw monkeys in the wild. Monkeys. Oh, that's badass. They steal your shit too. Yeah, they were stealing people's food yeah. when I was there. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There was so we we didn't have any monkeys in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh there's like the monkey temple that yes. I, I that I didn't go to, but is I had some coworkers that had gone there and they said like there's I think there's some place in like Nepal that's supposed to be like the big monkey sanctuary. Right. And they're saying that the monkey temple there has way more monkeys. Crazy. That like you go there and it's just monkeys everywhere and you're not allowed to make eye contact with them uh-huh. because they get pissed real easy. And so you make eye contact with a monkey and he's like, this monkey. motherfucker thinks he knows me. And he'll like come after you. Oh my God. Hell yeah. That's some hard ass monkeys. Yeah. 
the monkeys I saw, we were at this waterfall. That's some street monkeys. And um, and they, there was like this chain link fence, probably about 12 foot tall. And these monkeys would just like come over, up, 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 up and over the fence and like run up and steal somebody's coconut and run away. That shit's gangster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Fuck with that. It's like, what are you going to do? He knows it. So you just have to like show that you... You, you have know to, they're coming. Yeah, you have to not get your shit like, stolen. Like, if you're just, like, standing there, like, oh, like, man, look at this great waterfall. Like, the you're, your stuff's going to get stolen. You're going to get robbed. Yeah, by a monkey. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. somebody about to commit a jack move. Yeah. And is a fucking primate. But if you are if you know what you're doing, and, you, and, like, the monkeys can tell. Yeah. Like, they won't, they're not going to come fight you for your stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're just going to. They're going to take advantage of, of, yeah, of the opportunists. Yeah, they're opportunists. I like it. That's smart. Which is kind of the theme of the whole subcontinent. Right. Is people are opportunists. It's how they drive. Yeah. Like you've got like a two lane road and it is not lying four to five cars wide driving on that road. It's like everyone's just jammed in as, as far happen. as they can get, go without having to stop. Well, what do their cars look like? Are they all banged up? No, that's the thing. Yeah. They so, don't get an accident because they're good at it, right? They're good at it. Dang. So you get to an intersection, right? Mm-hmm. You just slow down and kind of find your spot and go. Like they don't have traffic signals, they don't have stop signs. You just kind of, it's like when the power's out in Richmond. Right. You just kind of make it work. And so, uh, it, but they never, they also don't drive fast. Like they never get up to speed. Hmm. Here's something that'll trip you out they have speed bumps on the highway. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> you'll be like cruising down the highway. And I went over a couple of them on the motorcycle, like, ba-doop. Like, <laughs> and I'm going almost full speed. Because uh, I didn't know they were coming up. Oh, my God. They've got little like white lines to let you know it's coming up. But they, uh, like a village, if, if a village is on a highway and people are going to be out walking around, they'll just throw down their own speed bump. What? And just be like. You got to slow down now. It's like when you block your parking space in Chicago when it snows, except yeah. it's a speed You bring bump. up the folding chair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the chair there. That means you, uh-uh. Yeah, so this is the same huh. same kind of deal. Like, people install their own speed bumps, <laughs> like, near their houses. I kind of love badass. that. So, we just have potholes in Richmond. Yeah. So, like, we, when, when we were on bikes, about the fastest we went was 100 kilometers per hour, which is... I think right around like 60 yeah. miles an hour, uh, which is it's almost topping out on those 350s. On three, mm-hmm. uh, we were cruising at about 80, which is like 48, 50 miles an hour. Uh, and, and there are good chunks where it's like serious highway. And then, uh, but most of the roads there are about as big as Route 5. Right. Just like one lane on either side. But just jammed. Just jammed up. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have biker gangs? <laughs> yeah, they do. And it's not like it is here. <laughs> What's it like? Because <laughs> my, my coworker told me, he was like, oh, we'll probably meet some other biker gangs. And I was like, oh, yeah? I got your back, brother. Don't worry about it, man. I'm going to bring some chains or something. And he was, <laughs> I was just playing with him. And he was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I know you're not going to. They're just like. A group a of people that hang out together. Yeah, it's just buddies. It's yeah. like brunch bunch. Right. Um, 
but a territory. They, they kind of all get together based off the type of motorcycle you have. Uh huh. So like KLMs are really popular there, um, and then there'll be crews that have like the Royal Enfield six fifties, so they can go a little bit faster. Yeah. Kind of zip around people. Uh, but everyone's just kind of, I don't know, friendly. Weird. Like, like the monkeys <laughs> might steal from you, and but no the, one else will. That's so funny. Like the people that that's just. I'm sure it's a thing in some parts of India, not where I was in Bangalore. Yeah, it was like, like I have never felt safer in my entire life. That's badass. Walking around Bangalore, it was because and at first you're you're thinking like, it it feels like New Orleans or the way that New York used to feel, like it everything's dark. Yeah, it's kind of grimy. There's, there's a lot of people walking around at night. Yeah, you know, you're just like. I love like, that. All right, man. This is like this, this is, is we it. in the shit now. Yeah, and then and then you realize <laughs> Trevor's all puffed up. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little girl right walking next to you with her mom. You know, and they're holding hands. It's it's like yeah, it's not yeah. It, it's just so bizarre. There's, I know there's crime there, but I never saw anything anywhere close to crime happening. Like people, okay. There's this dude uh, that was kind of close to our hotel that would build like sculptures out of plaster mm-hmm. work. And it was all like, like everything there is kind of jack leg put together. Like the bridges. Right. But like this guy, so he's, he's building this stuff out of like just straw he finds and plaster and, and it's really amazing stuff. Well, at the end of the day, whenever he wants to close up shop and this is just on the sidewalk, <laughs> he, uh, he just throws tarps over all his stuff and goes home. Well, nobody's and, and he'll take it. like broken pieces, yeah, to weigh down the tarps. But like, no one steals from him. Yeah, his That's stuff awesome. is just fine there. People's cash drawers, yeah, are not locked. Like what? all the little street vendors, yeah. It's just a little drawer that opens and closes, and their cash is loose in there. So what? Why do you think it is that way? Is it like more people? So like you can't. So it's just like, like well, again, I don't know what the rest of India is like. Yeah, uh, Bangalore, or is it like just is, an understanding? Like for a, what, well, for one thing, it's they're family oriented mm-hmm. to a level that we don't even understand. Right, like, like they don't understand the fact that I don't live near my parents. Right, and they don't. Or that, that I don't go back all the time. So Bangalore is a like a opportunity city, and a lot of the people that live there are from not there, right? And and they go they travel like hours every Friday to go back to their parents. Hmm. And it's like, oh, what do you do on the weekends? And a lot of my coworkers just said, we I go visit my mom or my dad. Yeah, and it's like so and. What- <laughs> and they're like, no, that's it. No shit. Yeah. So we're just like cutthroat Americans who, I don't know. Well, we don't have anything to fall back on the way they do. Oh, okay. Right? So like, you know, they've always got their family. Like, even if they're all dirt poor, it's they're all together, though. They're all sure. kind of making it together. And and they're also surrounded by a, pover- a level of poverty that's different here. Mm-hmm. So like. You might feel like you're doing just fine as long as you're eating every day. 
Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just something about the culture. It's also uh, a super religious culture. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I thought uh, because like, of my arrogance, it was going to be like, because it's so old, you know, Hinduism is like 4,000 years old. I thought they'd treat it kind of like Greek myths or something. Oh, yeah. No, they, you know, it was going to yeah. be like, oh, yeah, these are these great stories that we teach each other. Right. No. They have temples and they. These go people and are really serious about their faith and their religion. And uh, like when you see the people with the red dots and the like the different uh, dye like smeared on their forehead and their necks. It's uh, it's because they like prayed that day. So like they got up before work, they did their prayer in their special room that they have in their house. Yeah. Then they apply the the dye, mm-hmm. and there's like the directions that things are going mean, you know, like I'm into this god or that god, and uh, yeah, that 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 was something that I I really didn't expect was so, that people were really serious about their religion. So that probably factors in, too, to, like, the general climate of how things operate. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's different because, you know, America, like, we really value secularism. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation of our to. government. Right. And, well, sort of. Well, in its best, <laughs> you know. Sure, in its idealistic form. Right. <clears throat> but, you know, what we say, like, look, you're in America. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You can worship however you want. You can, as long as you're just like in your house, do whatever you want. And I don't know, they're they're not secular, right? They're, uh, you know, <clears throat> like, and then they don't hide the fact that they are religious, right? Like, yeah, they're they're religious people, right? So it just like every it's it that's how different it is. It's just every aspect is they live life differently. Mm-hmm. And the food, uh, the food is. Awesome and boring at the same time. <laughs> they eat the same thing every day. Oh yeah, rice. Yeah, rice. Like, on rice. Like rice and Some chicken. Well, most people are vegetarian. Yeah, but it's like rice, something liquid, something less liquid. <laughs> like that's their lunch every Beans, single day. Yeah. Lentils. Yeah, so lentils is the biggest yeah. thing they eat there. Uh, like they they pulverize lentils and make flour out of it. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's, it was super healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I felt great while I was there. I was walking a lot and eating healthy every day, but they eat the same thing <laughs> over and over. I don't understand it. It probably has something to do with the religious side too. You know I mean? Or they're Maybe. poor, you know, yeah, as far they, as the like, country. And it makes sense now though. Cause when like when my coworkers from India or, uh, Eastern Asia come over and live in the U.S. They don't seek out New American yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they go find the Indian restaurant yeah. and eat there every day, or they find a Chinese place and eat there every day. And I'm wondering if that's why. It's like, oh yeah, because at home they don't have a variety of a yeah. diet. Well, think about how they're much, used to the same thing. Think about how much conversation and how like how many arguments come up because of trying to figure out where you're going to eat dinner. Or where you're gonna go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus we're—I mean, we're a fucking melting pot. So you can go to an Indian restaurant, you can go to a Chinese restaurant, you can go to a Vietnamese restaurant, you can go to an Italian restaurant or a Mexican restaurant. Like we have, we 
that's what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like a fucking mishmash. Of Plus, Americans eat. Every fucking thing. Whenever they travel, that's what they do. They that's eat. all vacation they, is to Americans. It is. Yeah, you damn right. eating in another place. country. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And it's great. I, I mean, know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. I go to North Carolina, I'm getting some barbecue, God damn it. Yeah. You feel me? And so that's, <laughs> like, the, the restaurants we went to there is the same thing at every restaurant, right? It's like, uh, or a variation on a theme. Uh, and then they'll say like, oh, and pizza. <laughs> and you, like, we ordered pizza once and it was just like, yeah, well, kind of, maybe not pizza. I don't know about pizza, guys. <laughs> Dude, uh, sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it's totally worth going. Like I completely fell in love with the place. Of course. Yeah. The, they have this, uh, this sentence or word in Sanskrit that means guests are like gods and so the just like inborn ingrown hospitality of the people is unbelievable it's badass they they treat a they treated me so so well everywhere i went and they even they'll tell you like we see someone that we know is a foreigner we treat them a little bit better just because yeah it's like that's hmm. sick yeah it's that's totally opposite sick. in america we could learn something from that guy <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah motherfuckers yeah so everywhere i went like you don't get any attitude you don't get any wow yeah it's like hospitality is great you know servers are nice at restaurants did you tip so you don't they don't tip yeah they you don't, don't tip. tip yeah we i mean i tip. america's the only place you tip we did like a pretty significant tip at our hotel when we left mm-hmm. i say we because i went with a coworker. right uh but we didn't in general we didn't tip it's just not a thing it's not a thing Yep. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's awesome. You just pay the money. Yeah. You just pay it and then leave. Well, hell yeah, man. I'm stoked that you got to go. Are you going to go back? I want to. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping to make it an annual trip. Like future stuff for work. Yeah. I mean, if, if I volunteer, I think my work will be like, yeah, yeah go. Go, please yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. Cool. That's sick. Well, Hopefully you can do some more adventure motorcycling. So the next time I go, I'm just going to rent a bike the whole time. There. Yeah, that makes sense. And just be like, because typically when I travel for work, I rent a car. Mm-hmm. And there I'll just get a bike. And that'll be my transportation while I'm there. I'm going to get lost as hell <laughs> in Bangalore. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, we had a lot of questions tonight. and Most of them were about your trip ten of them fucking were India. About so that. <laughs> covered that. Uh, here's the next uh, chopper trend, though. Uh-huh. That I picked up in India. Yeah. They've got this little guard on the side of the bike, on the left side of the bike. And it goes down the rear wheel and then comes out about six inches. Wait, curb there. feelers? No. What it is, is women ride side saddle on the back of bikes. What? And so it's a little footrest. Oh, word. That sounds crazy. So, like. And dangerous. And it's it's because they're wearing saris, so they can't like straddle a bike. With okay. It. And so, so just, that's where their they feet just sit, sit here and they put their feet down on this little guard that comes out, and they're like, <laughs> actually, that could be convenient. Sidearm, you know, right? Cool Hold breeze, on. Yeah. Driving the scooter. Yeah, because sometimes I want to ride a motorcycle in a skirt, and it's just not efficient. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like the ultimate rear controls for you. Yes. <laughs> on the side, I'm just gonna make that happen. Yeah. That's some chopper shit. Uh, so I also had a question from a guy who says that 
He's an electrician, refrigeration mechanic, HVAC tech. Mm -hmm. um, and he was interested in studying electrical engineering and wondering if having a trade background going into the engineering field has pros or cons. Yeah, hell yeah. You'll be a weird-ass old guy uh -huh. in college. Uh -huh. uh, but I was. Yeah. And I thrived. Like, I, I just made friends with a bunch of 20-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, Mainly that you were, you had already, you weren't like a young student. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I wasn't, I didn't have like a Sparky type trade before I went to school. I was just like a truck driver. Um, but uh, I went to school with multiple people like that, mm -hmm. that had been electricians and kind of saw the other side of it and wanted to advance their career. And guess what? Uh, me and all those other guys did pretty well Yeah, in college uh, because we understand the value of dollar a little bit better. For sure. And you, uh, you, know, you work a little bit harder. And also you can concentrate a lot better at 28 than you can at 18. Yeah. I feel like also having a background though and having a – you're already going in like a leg up. Nope. No, not at all? No. Like no yeah. – it, it doesn't no. help at all? So if you want to study electrical engineering in the United States of America, uh, you are going to learn about how the atoms uh, move to let the electricity flow through wire more than you will what's actually happening to the electricity. No shit. So an electrician knows how to make stuff work. Uh-huh. Engineers do not know how to make stuff work <laughs> until you get training after school. Dang. You just, it's, it's almost all theory-based. Yeah. So I can tell you like how a semiconductor works and why it works and how you can build a semiconductor all day long. But but like you, you couldn't know, diagnose that that was the well, problem. Well and you and it gets a little bit bigger than that, right? Like I could I could build an amplifier using semiconductors and op amps. But I couldn't wire a house when I left. Yeah. You know, I couldn't design a control panel, which is a lot of what I do now. I couldn't Yeah. Do a lot of what I do now. Right. Oh, yeah, that's like me when I left school. A whole lot of theory. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot of theory. But no, just the real worldness of, of being a like a real person already, that's a huge mm -hmm. help. Yeah, for, for being in school. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well that that's helpful. Um cool. Trip. So sick. Yeah. Pictures were awesome. Um, for all of you Nartok listeners that follow Tripper. Tripper Christie yeah. on Instagram, he posted some sick pictures of what a, what a, what those crazy Royal Enfields are doing in, in India. Um, what other questions do we have, babe? All right. Uh, Since we're getting out of the summer funk, back into the working. Yeah. The Dan, summer's over. Dan Moto pipes suck. Tell the world. Oh yeah. I feel like I've told the world, but if I haven't, all y'all that want to buy fucking three hundred dollar. Two into ones, don't do it. <laughs> What's what? Why shouldn't you buy two into ones? Well, no, it's a three hundred. It's a cheap. It's so just the, a cheap. The name of the company pipe. is Dan Moto. Oh, okay. It's a company that makes inexpensive exhaust. I bet they make that inexpensive exhaust close to where I just was. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. It's fucking. Uh, I have a buddy 
who asked me about him, told him not to buy one. And then about a month after he put it on his bike, he shot the baffle out of it on the interstate. <laughs> they crack a lot. Probably just made of like. But that was our sp- sportster part swapper, I guess. I don't really know why he's fired up about him right now. Something must have happened. I don't yeah. really know. But that was his. And, and yeah, I feel like that is a, a reasonable thing to tell people. Just save your fucking money and buy something that's worth a shit. I feel they, like we say that a lot. Yeah. But, you know. Well, because we don't know the metallurgy that's gone on. Right. That's what I was going off. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a lot of recycled materials and different alloy grades. That's some together. shit that I do in my job. Yeah. Is I have to know what kind of metals are going to react to certain kinds of water. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. Nothing about electrical engineering in that. I heard something about uh, pregnant women drinking fluoride in their water makes their baby stupid. Lowers the IQ of the child. (laughs) Uh, I think whoever told you that's mom probably drank a bunch of fluoride. Nope. I listened to it on on a conversation on the radio, on the news, and it's a... Article that they published that was three, uh, I don't know, like hundreds of women that they studied in three, six different cities. And it's not the first time that they've had these results that the IQs of these children is, are lower because I don't know, it's banned in Europe related to the fluoride. Like they stopped putting the water in Europe in oh, yeah. and look at their teeth. <laughs> good one, good one. It's true. It might be dumb, but we look good. <laughs> um, I also asked people to tell us stories, so we got a story. Okay, what's the story? This is from Dannon. He said, uh, my garage has no bathroom, so I pissed in a bottle and put it down near my garage door. Yep. Moments later, I watched this drunk guy asking for scrap metal pick it up and chug a huge gulp of it before I had a chance to stop him. <laughs> he didn't even notice it was fresh, warm urine. He was just happy for the drink. That's yes. that is terribly awesome. sad. <laughs> Um, Tony just said V rods. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So the summertime, we've never gotten V rods. Has been like the summer of V rods. I got two in there right now. Nice. And oh just, yeah. But just, the last one that we got in there, the guy had a power commander on there that, however it was installed, it basically rode the rear tire and ate itself up. What's a power commander? It's like a tuner. But it's one that plugs in. It has to stay plugged into the ECM the whole time. It mm-hmm. just basically just tricks the ECM into thinking the bike is doing something that it's not by mm-hmm. like tricking the. Telling it what to do at different times. Yeah, it tells it what to do, but it does it basically by faulting it without actually faulting it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like you usually have to, if they have. Uh, Oxygen sensors, you just unplug them. Right. Just stops using those, and it just, this thing, like. But they suck, because when they, sometimes <laughs> they just go bad. They'll fry ECMs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or they'll just go bad, like I've seen where, well, this was a good example, because the tire had worn through it, but I've seen it where they haven't worn through them, and you'll just, the bike will be running like shit. You unplug the power commander and plug it directly in the ECM, and the bike runs fine. But yeah, this one, like, the guy was complaining that it just kept losing power. And it was one lung in when it came in. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's part of the power. But he said that it just, like, slowly happened. But you can see how the wiring was, like, getting worn down, like, one wire at a time. <laughs> All I can think of is, you know that song, Sonic Reducer? Yes. 
Well, like power commander, ain't no lander. <laughs> yep, exactly like that. <laughs> it's a lot like that. <laughs> um, everything else is about Tripper's trip. Uh, but one guy did ask, what did his shovel get done to it? Oh. What so, is it getting done to yeah, it yeah. in the process? So your motorcycle should be done tomorrow. But oh, my gosh. That's my goal. My goal is to have it for you tomorrow. Um, like ready or yeah. ready to be power cycled? Well, I'll start heat cycling it yeah. tomorrow. Power cycle. I'll, yeah, power we're going we're gonna power cycle that motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I don't want just heat cycle. I want mine. Yeah, he needs, he needs the power to be cycled. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty. I got it all painted. Ooh. And uh, I put the, the new cam in it and the got the cam compartment buttoned up and put the new lifters and all that. Got that buttoned up. I just got to put the top end on it, basically. But Tripper got new. Yeah, so new yeah, cam. New, new cam, new, new lifters. lifters. New pistons, new rings, new... What yeah. else in the heads? Oh, we did everything in the heads except for the springs. Your springs were new. You had that S and S. You had the S and S spring kit, which is a really nice kit. Nice. You still had that, but everything else was just wore out. Next time you do this, you're gonna have to replace the seats because we went oversized on the valves mm -hmm. and reground them. Can't go any bigger. Right. So next top end, you will need new seats. They're pretty fucking pounded in there, but how uh, often would you suggest to the top end? Um, just depends on how well you break it in. And if you, you know, back in the day, dudes were doing like every 8,000 miles or yeah. something just because, which mm -hmm. is a little excessive. Right. But, uh, like 15 maybe. No, nah, because I mean, shovel heads 10. get really good and broken in at about 10,000. True. So, you know, as long as you break it in real good and you don't beat it up too bad. But all, all that stuff depends on like what kind of cam you're running, how strong are the springs you're running. Cause you know, like, yeah, you run a higher lift spring, a harder spring, you're going to put more wear on your seats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's more fucking spring pressure. So, like, you don't want to go crazy with your springs if you don't have to. Like, people get, you know, you just, oh, those are the strongest ones. Well, that's not necessarily the best thing in the world. You run in a super high lift cam, then, yeah, you need a big badass spring. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, just run a fucking whatever is close to stock. Yeah. Why? Like, especially in a shovel head, man, the reality is, is, like, you just want them to run. Yeah. You just want them to run and you want to look cool. And you ain't out there trying to race. You know what I mean? I mean, I plan on doing wheelies like all the way to uh, North Carolina. Oh, well, you will. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, you don't got to do all that. You don't, you don't got to go nuts with those motors. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it feels like just like 100%. Yeah, to ride your motorcycle when it's... Well, don't fuck up the break-in. That's going to be super important. He'll do a good job. Um, the Peanut City Chop and Swap is fast approaching, and he is still looking for more bikes and swap meet vendors. Cool. So for everyone that doesn't know, that is in Suffolk, Virginia. I'm going to get you a date in one second. I believe it's September 2014th. Yep. September 14th in Suffolk. You can hit them up on Instagram, peanut underscore city underscore chop underscore and underscore swap. And, uh, Fucking, he wants more bikes for the show and he wants more swap me vendors and cool. he's got t-shirts. I think it's going to be cool. And if it goes well, he'll probably do it every year. And that's another swap me everybody can look forward to. Is that a Saturday? I don't know. Sounds like a Saturday. Okay, then it's a Saturday. Well, the Saturday before that Saturday, on the 7th, our buddy Tim put together oh, yeah. a brewery uh, ride from our shop, Engine and Frame. 
down and around and over to Steam Bell Brewery. So the ride starts at 2 at our shop at Engine and Frame, 608 Commerce, and then ends at Steam Bell, where he has spent the last however many months painstakingly creating a shameless pastry stout using our uh, our coffee. Yeah. And a bunch of other go fast. stuff like Oreos go and fast. stuff. Oreos, lots of Oreos. I yeah. saw a picture of a lot. God, yeah. of Oreos. <laughs> so um, he'll have night our coffee on tap as well, like a cold brew version of our coffee, that fancy beer, and a bunch of other beers and stuff. So if you can't make it for the ride, just come out to the to the to the brewery and hang out. Um, should be fun. Yeah, oh, so sounds like good that time. same weekend. Well, September thirteenth and fourteenth is also Twin Rivers. Camp. Twin Rivers Chopper Camp Out, cool. which is in North Carolina. That's supposed to be a good time. I know a lot of folks went last year. They had a lot of fun. So so is that a Friday, Saturday? If you're into that. You uh, look at a damn. Yeah, look at a damn calendar. Calendar. Well, you know, Grundle <laughs> Friday, Run. Saturday, 13th and 14th. And the 14th is the, the swap meet. So you <sighs> go to the. And then hit Suffolk twin, on the way twin up. Twin Rivers north. and come back. Yeah. yeah. Hit there swap meet. Planned out your weekend for you. Y'all oh, have fun. Easy. We'll be at the shop. Yeah, not going. <laughs> <laughs> saw video. The saw videos and pictures of Grundle Run last weekend, and I was just like, I'm so glad I didn't go. Because it's just a bunch of white boys hugging each Dude, other. I'm just too fucking old for that shit. Like I want to <laughs> sleep. Y'all staying up all night doing cocaine and fucking idiot, <laughs> fucking idiot geek tricks. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. Like I appreciate y'all. It's entertaining and everything. But fuck you. I want to sleep. And a goddamn tent is not soundproof. So it I'll, isn't. on that, we learned that. No, we recently might, me? at the rectum ride, we might get a cabin for rectum ride next year. Just saying. <laughs> like I'm just not like I love riding motorcycles and I love riding motorcycles with a bunch of people. And you need a destination. Like I get it. Yeah. But after that shit, I'm just trying to chill. I ain't trying to fuck with y'all. Yeah. Drinking white claws and whatever the fuck. Yeah, man. White claws have gotten real. What chocolate. is that? What is that? Man, I'm putting just seltzer water in every fucking. Thing. What is it? It's just hard seltzer. Yeah. And you know what the secret to all those oh, things are? Oh, liquor seltzer. Yeah. Is that that's malt liquor. <laughs> Y'all are drinking like yeah. Colt 45. Basically. That's what I love. And see, that's what I used to drink. Me too. But it's like you know, actual pinky malt liquor. Out, white claw. Yeah. You don't it realize. even has white in the name, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of honky cracker bullshit is that? White claw. Well, that shit's coming down for you. It's kind of like Bartles and James, right? Like that coming to lock you up with the white claw. <laughs> the white. <laughs> but it's it's the new Zima. It's just like yeah, doesn't Zima. taste like alcohol and get you. I've never had up. one, so I have, I don't know. Man, doesn't, I loved a Zima. Did you? You put Jolly Ranger in it too? No, I never did that. <laughs> they had them at the strip club. I think that's just why I just made that connection. That's probably why I love them. Yeah, I know. Well, that was malt. That was a malt beverage. It was. Zima was a malt. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the new white people malt liquor. Yeah. That's all right. It comes in waves, you know. Yeah. There'll be one. You know where I say I had Zimas was at my parents' house. Yeah. (laughs) It's just amazing. They jammed those. I had one and they were disgusting. Yeah. I do remember them being pretty gross. They were like refreshing. (laughs) Uh. Also, did you all see that Paps is is trying to capture the new millennial market? Because they did pretty well in the early 2000s with their PBR brand, right? Mm-hmm. But since since that group that group that they marketed to has all aged out, and grown have, the fuck up, <laughs> have yeah. children and like Detoxed. responsibilities, yeah. Now they they have a seltzer 
They have a whiskey and they have a coffee, I think, or something. But yeah, they're yeah, getting into all weird. three of those other markets. So be on the lookout for PBR coming at you. Well, if in they all don't, other if, forms. All if they don't get on the social media thing, because that's it. That's it. That's why White Claw's where it yeah, is. Where it that's is. why Lacroix is where it is. That's why fucking Monsters where it is. I like know. I think Lacroix is where it is, just because Lacroix built an entire platform on Instagram. You yeah, can they read really, all about it. They really did. Oh yeah. yeah yes. Was, I mean, but I was drinking Lacroix a long. You may have been, but everybody you were else was. <laughs> no, this is, I'm talking about when I was living in Chicago. Yeah, but I'm saying everybody like else. But but it wasn't cool. Like just within the past couple years, like the seltzer thing, and it started with Lacroix. Oh yeah. And then someone was like, "Yo, let's put booze in it." Well, and then yeah. you got you got you got White Claws coming to lock you up. <laughs> I hope you ain't driving while being a minority because the white claw gonna get you <laughs> the white claw of justice <laughs> the white claw of justice is gonna, we're gonna lock you down Ooh, all right Mother. Yeah. anyway so uh so during the summertime at the shop all we've had is top, I mean, top ends on shovel heads shovel heads for days Man. Man. which I mean, has I'm, been I'm, sick i'm really happy about it also, well, it's we'll dope see. because all the sportster kids are growing up. They're growing up. They're getting shovel heads, and I have not seen one that doesn't need a top end. And and guys, I'm part of that club now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I bought me a shovel, and it needs head. a top end, and it needs a bottom I end too. It needs it. <laughs> what did you get? An FXR? Yes. Yeah. So I got an '82 FXR shovel head, which is pretty cool. She mm-hmm. just learned the joys of the FXR shovelhead primary today. I did. I took it all the way apart, put it all the way back. It's there. Fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know the differences, but I did figure out that my inner primary bearing uh, was hella loose, like slopping oh, around in there. Just a little weird. There's just little weird things that they did on those that they were like, yeah, that'll work. But so, <laughs> so Corey showed me a cool trick. So the inner, I wouldn't, I don't know. Would you recommend this for like later model stuff or just like yeah, for anything whatever. you can do it. Like if you got so the, the a press fit that is no longer a press fit, mm-hmm. you basically neural it. So take like the punch, take a center punch, center punch, and you just do like a couple, like I did on all four corners of the circle, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of did one punch on each side to make it. So that it pushed some of the aluminum out. Yeah, that makes sense. Helps hold the bearing. Pressed it back in there. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a cool trick. And other cool tricks are, you know, having a mechanic for a boyfriend. So that's pretty sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so all you dudes out there, get you a mechanic for a boyfriend. And uh, that, uh, <clears throat> good to go. And have a shop with a lift. I'm trying to think. So I guess that's pressed into the actual uh, case. Yeah, the presses re- in the inner primary. Inner primary case. Yes, the inner primary case, and then the bearing, the main shaft goes through the bearing. So that's yeah. whatever. Another thing that we found is a lot of FXRs that have been coming in recently have been blowing up batteries for one whatever reason or another. But so on mine, it's got because it's they're too fast. It's got a an additional ground going from. Because uh, the ground, the ground from the battery grounds to one of the starter. Right, bolts. it goes to the starter. But bolt. then there's a second ground that goes from the starter that to runs the inner from primary. the primary to the frame because it's rubber mounted. Right, that's right. Arr, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like all these dudes that are just 
eating up fucking batteries in their FXRs. They lost that ground. They took it off because yeah. it's a motherfucker to get back on. If you go into that primary mm-hmm. and you try to get it back, like it's a bitch because it, it, there's like bolts that hold the inner primary in, but they're on the backside. On the of backside it. of the inner All primary. Right, let's talk about electrical engineering. Real Come quick. on. <laughs> so here's the deal. My guess is because it's rubber mounted. Harley, da- Harley Davidson did that. They, they they put that ground there mm-hmm. for whatever reason that made sense at the time. Yep. It's hidden, you know, like or at least somewhat hidden. Uh it's out of the way. They they have their reasons, and it's probably a decent reason. Uh the point of it though, if we think about where the electrons are flowing, is just to electrically connect the uh engine and the frame. Exactly. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All you gotta do is make a ground somewhere. Make a ground from the engine to the frame. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how you do that. Yeah, it doesn't And have- you probably want to do like the case, the engine case to the yeah. frame, like like not the uh <clears throat> rocker box or anything like that. Yeah, right. yeah. From the motor mount. Right. Honestly, yeah. they're like Yeah. Front motor mount would probably be the easiest to get at. Yeah, so but I think that's I think that's a a thing. Yeah, I, I think bet it is. is too. Yeah, with the rubber mount because it's just putting too much stress on the battery. So you'll get a new battery, and then six to eight months later, the fucking thing just shits out. Yeah, and you're like I don't get it. It was fine, mm-hmm. and that's like literally what they're doing. It's just like nothing. It's like doing that thing where like you ride it and it's fine, and then you go and try to turn it on again, and the battery just dumps. It goes from 12 volts to fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's got no, like, there's no, like, under load, it just can't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand why that is. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's because you have certain loads that ground to the frame, and if they're not actually grounded, then something weird's happening. Yeah. It's, 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 I think like, it just it stresses it out and it works too hard and then it just gives up. Bigger or something. Yeah. Just gives up. Well, it's cool to figure that out. Yeah. It's also cool to take a bar- bike apart and put it back together again. Kind of love it. I missed it. I felt like I haven't done it in a while. Hell yeah. Got my hands all dirty. I've learned some some pretty cool new tricks that I haven't actually tried. But like so. Like your bike, I put solid lifters in, mm-hmm. but I want to start experimenting with hydraulic lifters and shovel heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that if you you can restrict the oil flow to the flywheels, so that it all you get more to the lifters. Oh, which is badass. Like, How do you do that? Your timing to be better, I guess. You just you just you just uh, you in the end of the pinion shaft. There's a hole, and sometimes it's threaded, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's not threaded, you can just press a brass bushing in it with about a sixty thousandths hole in it mm. to restrict it. Or if it's threaded, get you a set screw, drill a sixty thou hole in there, and fucking lock tight that bitch in there. Mm-hmm. And that just helps restrict because the flywheels don't need that much, right? Yeah, they're not getting that hot, right? Exactly. Like you got to think about like a Harley is just the the oil is to cool it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like the bearings are going to spin, shit is going to slide. Yep. You need enough oil to keep it cool. So there's like that fine line because like heat makes horsepower. So you don't want, but you don't want too much heat. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like it's the flywheels are gonna get enough oil. Yeah. So if you restrict it, it doesn't. It you basically it's just like electricity. It's gonna like well, where do we go next? You know what I mean? It's gonna go to the fucking lifters. Yeah. So after Corey finishes with the three shovel heads that are in there, <laughs> and anybody else who's out there listening that wants a shovel head top end done, bring it on down engine and frame. Then he'll be more of a guru. Even more of a guru. Even more. Of I'm a trying guru. to do a panhead. If you if you can do a shovel head, you can do a panhead, do a knucklehead. It's all the fucking same shit. Yeah. It's just like right now, I just keep getting shovel heads, which is cool. Here's what I want to know about panheads, and I, and we don't have to talk too much about this, but in general, I know that people like when shovel heads first came out, were like, oh, uh, faster engine. Let me swap out my heads mm-hmm. for shovel heads on this pan engine. Well, the heads flowed better. That's, that was. There's got to be a way to make a pan head run killer. There is. You buy aftermarket heads. Oh, is that <laughs> you it? buy aftermarket engine. Yeah, if you look at the pan, the design of the pan head is fucking ridiculous. The turn, the, the intake is literally shaped like a T. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it is. So yeah. like the the fuel goes in, boom, into into a fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, and then it and then it goes into the heads. It's a terrible design. But isn't there a way you could just make a better intake? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. And there's I, there was a company that was making intakes for pan heads, and I think they flowed a little bit better. But even the heads, even the the ports are just shaped poorly. It's yeah. just not. It's just not a good. You know, because that's the other thing you want velocity, right? Like the more gas you can cram into the combustion chamber, the mm-hmm. more fuel air mixture you can get in there the more heat you're going to produce, the more horsepower you're going to produce. Right? Yeah. So the faster you can do that, the better, because you have however long you the valve is open, that's all the time you got. Yep. So you want to be able to increase that velocity. And when you just have it fucking just slamming into a wall, it's just fucking going wherever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it has no direction. It's like a four-year-old. <laughs> or a 24-year-old. Or a 24-year-old drinking White Claw, fucking taking videos <laughs> yeah. and posting them on Instagram. Woo! Yeah. But hugging another white guy. Yeah, that's all right. You can hug all the white guys you want. I don't want to be hugged by any white guys. <laughs> Bullshit. You'd hug me. There's not a. You'd I, hug I, me. I would because you're my friend. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel like you'd make him hug you. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah. Right. If to all the white guys out there, which is I'm sure most of our listening audience, uh, please don't hug me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. I know, that was a really dumb thing for me to say. Yep. All right. Well, I feel like uh, we're starting off pretty strong on our season three here. We got our first sponsor, too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did you hear that, Trip? Who is that? Dadsdorags.com.com. Yeah, you got to spell out the first dot com. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Made in, they're made in China, but when you put them on, it's all American. <laughs> That's right. Bud. <laughs> Dadsdorags.com.com. Check them out. Yeah. Yeah. So do we have a song for tonight? They got ones that say soft tail. <laughs> so you can remember like what motorcycle you ride. <laughs> they got ones that say Rogue King. <laughs> yeah. They got one that just says the word skull on it. it just says skull. Yeah. Sick. Skull. <laughs> they got one that says dads. Everyone's like, is that for root beer? Like no, oh, dad's root beer is good though. That is delicious. Yeah. So are dads. Where are your dads? Do rag.com. 
Com. While you're drinking your dad's root beer. That's right. While you're wearing your dad's shoes. So mowing the grass. Go to dad's dad's uh, com. Promo code NARTALK69. 420. 420. And get 420% off your first order. Yep. That means that dad will pay you. Yeah, they pay you to wear a dad's do-rag.com do-rag. <laughs> awesome. All right. On that note. It says soft tail. <laughs> do we have a song for tonight? It says, yeah. it says heritage. Yeah, we got a song. Uh, Nicholas F. Damn shall. Soft tails are heritage. It's true. That, that is true, though. Heritage All right, thanks art. for listening, guys. <laughs> I got me a Dana Wide Glide. <laughs> <laughs> Season three, episode one. I know y'all missed us. I'm by the shop anytime. We missed y'all. Yeah, stoked to be back. Yeah. I ain't a dance, y'all. You should see me dance, y'all. I get the jigging niggas yelling out, dance, y'all. Not the brass, y'all, but I'm like Terry Brash, y'all. I fuck a booty bitch, she walk around with a laptop. She even go in restaurants with the damn dog. Made me regret getting that damn dog. Damn, y'all, damn, y'all. Oh, what you mad, y'all? Man, that's sad, y'all. Bitch, I wear my ass off. Them niggas had a run, but they ain't last long. Please don't fuck with me. Ay, I'm sitting in the coop, ay. My bitch wanna trip, ay. Nigga, give it up, ay. Flicks and call that nigga, ay. Catch me in the club, I be mobbing with my nigga, ay. Probably in the back, getting sloppy from your sister, ay. I'm the type of nigga, how your mama come a sister, ay. She, she getting it robbing, little nigga, ay. Catch you slipping, I'ma rob you, little nigga. Ayy, I'm pistol whipping all my problems, little nigga. Ayy, down, shawl, down, shawl. Flip the coat of man, shawl. Got that knee cannon in these pain beside the band, shawl. Ayy, ayy, I get all the bitches, ayy. Laughing to the bank, ayy. A nigga must be silly, ayy. Dancing on the money, I be dancing like I'm giddy, ayy. Got my two chains on, sucking on her titty, y'all. Damn, shawl, damn, shawl. Dancing on the money, I be dancing like I'm beating. Dancing on the money, I be dancing like I'm beating. Dancing on the money, I be dancing on the money, I be dancing on the money, I be dancing like I'm beating.